Welcome to Victory Church's online podcast library. We hope you enjoy this message today. You know, wouldn't it be amazing that if this year, you know, it's, I mean, what else could possibly happen this year, right? <laughs> but you know, the funny, the funny thing is, is 10 years from now, you might not remember this as the year of the, the twofold hurricane or the Rona virus. You might have a whole different perspective. You might remember, this is the year that God came down in my life. I mean, it, it, all it, it's just, just a 24-hour shift or a 30-second shift. It's just a 30-second shift. It's like your, your perspective totally changes in every possible way when Jesus walks into the room. Everything. And nothing else seems to even come anywhere close to being significant anymore. So, Lord, we're just asking you, God, to mark us with your spirit, Lord God. Mark us. Lord, that you just, we'd forget, Lord, all the other things that in the light of eternity are insignificant, Lord. We'd forget the insignificance of viruses, the insignificance of hurricanes. And, Lord, we'd remember the greatness of our God. <laughs> How great you are, Lord. Wash us today in your word, Lord. Wash us. Baptize us again. Renew us by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You know, I want to share with you this morning out of John 5. Um, you know, one of my favorite things to do, if you haven't figured it out yet, is to talk about the miracles of Jesus. Because it's endless. You know, John said he only wrote down, they only wrote down a few of them. He said if he wrote them all down, all the books in the world couldn't contain the miracles that Jesus performed. He just wrote down a few, said so that we could believe in the Son of God, that we'd have faith in the Son of God as we read these stories. And this is one of those, one of those great miracle stories in John chapter 5. Um, and there's so much, there's so much in this. I hope you, I hope you, um, allow God's Word to, to, wash over you today, to take you in to his presence and to let him do what he wants, what he wants to do and what only he can do in your life today. Amen. Amen. John 5, after this, there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now, there's some key things here that stand out that you need to make note of. Now, there is in Jerusalem... By the sheep gate, a pool. Now, where were they? Were in Jerusalem, right by the temple, and by the temple there was this gate in the in the wall. It was called the, the sheep gate. Now, these weren't just ordinary everyday sheep. These were particular sheep. What were these sheep doing in the temple? By anyone got any ideas? There's only one reason these sheep were going to be in that temple, because this was the end of their life. They were going through that. Gate one way, and they'd be coming out a different way. <laughs> Passing through the gate. Now, the, this pool of Bethesda was there on purpose, and it was possibly, and many think that it was the place of purification where they'd actually baptize these sheep before they took them in for the slaughter. They'd cl- prepare them for, for their sacrifice. Pretty powerful, huh? Yeah. So there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, 
which is also an interesting word. Bethesda means two things. It means the house of mercy or the place of outpouring. I'll take either one of those. I'll take the double. I'll take both, Lord. Mercy, outpouring today. Having five porches, and in these lay a great multitude of sick people. Blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at certain times into this pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease that he had. Now a certain man was there who had had an infirmity for 38 years. It's a long time to wait for your miracle. 38 years he was waiting for his life to change. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been in that condition a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? And the sick man answered him, sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water stirred up. But while I'm coming, another steps down before me. And Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. Immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked and that day was the Sabbath. The Jews therefore said to him, who, who was cured, it's the Sabbath. It's not lawful for you to carry your bed. And he answered them, he who made me well said to me, take up your bed and walk. Then they asked him, who is this man? Who is this man who said to you, take up your bed and walk? But the one who was healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had withdrawn and a multitude being in, the play, in that place. Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See, you've been made well. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. And the man departed and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had made him well. So I want us just to, to talk for a few minutes today about this unusual, unusual place. You know, not, not every place is the same as other places. You know, that temple was a special place. It was a, it was a special place, and this, this particular region of the, the outside of the temple was a very special place. Special things happened in this particular pool. You could call it angel water or whatever, but things happened. Obviously, things happened when people stepped into these waters, these sacrificial waters. People stepped in and their lives were touched and changed forever. You know, there's, there's different types of, of human beings in the world. And there's different types of ministries. And there's different types of churches. Not every church is the same. Not every church is supposed to be the same. I remember um, a number of years ago, I had a, a lunch appointment with a, pa- a minister who I'd never met before. He wanted to, to get together with me. I was introduced to him by another pastor. We got together and had lunch, and um, we really didn't, supposedly, you know, I was told that he never really knew about our church, didn't know about anything that was going on here. No one had talked to him about this, this particular place. And after we'd finished our lunch together, he said, you know, Pastor, is it okay if I pray for you? I believe God's given me a word for you. And he said, the Lord is going to do something very unusual in your church. He, he said, it's something akin to the pool of Bethesda, your church. And then he prayed for me, and, and that was the end of it, you know. This was, um, this was shortly after, it was a few months, a few months after what had took place here in August of 1994. 
So I thought, well, that's, that's a confirmation to me. You know, because it's, it's not easy to go, and go against the stream of what, of what everyone else is doing. You know, other people are doing different things and you think, well, this, this seems weird. Nobody else is doing that and no one else is having these types of things take place in the church. It happened once or twice, but to continue, this is really doesn't even make any sense, but it was a word of confirmation that we don't have to be like everybody else, that our church is not supposed to be like everybody else. That God has something unusual, something special that he wants to do in our lives and through our lives that, hey, unprecedented. Somebody say unprecedented. Unprecedented acts of God. Things that have never happened before. Why not in New Orleans? Why not here? Why not now? Why not in 2020? God break out in a fresh, unprecedented way and shock the nations and shock our lives. Shock you once again. Why not you be a candidate for the supernatural? So I've got a couple of things that I want to point out in this passage as we read this story. After this, there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in the, in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. And this lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. So there was a, an interesting scene by the pool of Bethesda. I mean, this was, this was, you know, there was things you could see with your natural eyes. And there were things that were taking place there that you couldn't see with your natural eyes. You know, there was Jesus of Nazareth there. He looked like anyone else unless you had eyes to see who he really was. There was angelic visitations taking place there in that house. You couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't know this unless you had a, a spiritual insight into the moment and the time. This was a, a special moment, a special time, and special things were taking place. And people were passing by, acting like this is just, nothing really unusual is going on. Missing the whole thing. So here they are in this, in this special scene. People spread out every kind of sickness you can imagine, spread across this colonnade, waiting Perchance that they might be the one to, to get into the waters first and receive their miracle from the Lord. You know, John recorded, he recorded three types of miracles or three types of sicknesses that were there. Surely there was other people that were there with different types of sicknesses. There were surely deaf people that were there and surely people with leprosy that were there. There were surely people with any kind of disease imaginable, but John centered in or focus in on three particular types of sicknesses or miracles or maladies that were present that day. Maybe you can relate to one of these this morning. But John said that there were blind people there that day. People that couldn't see. Now it's one thing to not be able to see the natural world that's so beautiful all around us. Many times we take for granted the things that are so special and so powerful to us, like our eyes. You know, when was the last time you really recognized the importance of your vision? 
You know, but, but to, to be, to, to lose your vision, not to be able to see, not to be able to read, not to be able to, to see the birds or the squirrels or the flowers or the grass underneath your feet. If you lost it, you would miss it and you'd realize how important and how valuable seeing had been all along. But it was just something that you were, that were, you just took for granted every day of your life. Now for us, we have a different kind of vision. Those of us who have been born again and have had it made our, our eyes have become wide open by the touch of God. If we're not careful, we'll begin to take, we'll begin to take our spiritual sight as casual and insignificant. When it's the most, one of the most valuable gifts that we've been given by God. The ability to see the story of redemption. The ability to see the importance of the local church. The ability to see the power of His words. To see the power of the cross. The power of evangelism. The power of gospel truth that's all around us. Not to see those things. People are perishing because they cannot see. Their eyes have never been opened. But they think they can see. They think they can see. They think they understand. But they can't. I thought I could see all my life. I thought I could see. I thought I knew. I thought I understood. Until the day that Jesus touched my eyes and opened my eyes. I never realized how blind I was till the light of the glory of God shone in my heart. And I began to see the, the simple truths like God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. My eyes were opened and I saw for the first time that Jesus died for my sins. My eyes were opened that day. You know, it's this other condition that, that, um, that John mentioned was, he called it lameness. How many lame people do we have in church? How many people that have been, maybe they've had their eyes opened, but they're just not Functioning at full capacity. They're, 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 they're partly, partly healed. They have partial sights. They see through a glass darkly. They have partial vision and partial strength in their life. But they're not functioning at full capacity. What needs to take place, what needs to take place for me and what needs to take place for you... Is full immersion into the waters of the Spirit of God. Full immersion into the angel water of the Holy Ghost. Full immersion until our lives, until our, our lameness, we might think we're, we're functioning at full capacity. We might think we're really going on at full strength. We may think we're really shaken and moving and we're only functioning in one-tenth of our capacity because we are lame, untouched by the power of the Holy Spirit. This, the thing is, is there's, there's more available for you and for me. There's more available of the Spirit of God. We've settled. Oh, yes, we've settled. 
We settled for so little of what's available to us as men and women of God. There's so much more available to us as sons of daughters of God. There's so much more. And we've settled because the bar has been set so low by this generation. By this generation being satisfied with this when over our heads, when over our heads is available for all of us. And then he goes on with this third category. This third category was withered. It says in, in one translation, withered or paralyzed in the New King James. It says there were people that were withered. Withered. Their bodies were withered. You know, when I think of withered, I think of, of a plant that hasn't had a good drink in a long time. A plant that hasn't been, hasn't experienced any rain recently. And it's dried up, it's shriveled up, it's not able to bear any fruits. It's just all shriveled and kind of hunched over, but it's all it needs is for the rains of heaven to begin to fall on it, to bring life again, and for it to begin to blossom and bloom and bring forth fruitfulness and not be a withered limb hanging on a withered up plant. Come on. Yeah. All all you really, really need, all you really need is to step out of the natural and step into the waters of the Holy Spirit. Step into the waters that are flowing in the body of Christ and allow renewal to take place for you to live again, for you to become fruitful once, once again. So no longer blind. No longer lame and no longer wizards. Hallelujah. So now there's the, the deal is, yeah, we have to respond though. We have to respond. We can't just lay there. You know, this guy, this guy had been laying there a long time. Jesus asked him, he, he asked him, well, there was, do, do you want to be, get well? Do you even want to get well? Do you want to just stay like this the rest of your existence? Do you want to die like this? Do you even want to get well? What a crazy question to ask someone. But was it a crazy question? His answer was quite revealing. What the man said to Jesus. He said, but but Lord, he said two things to him that were quite revealing. Lord, I have no man. Nobody's helping me. I have no man to help me. And then he said, even if I had a man, somebody else is always in my way. Someone gets in first. Somebody's in my way. Wow. All you are is a victim. Well, you might as well just lay on your back. Oh, I'm just going to lay here. I'm waiting on a government check. Would somebody go to the mailbox and see if it's there yet? I don't even want to get up. Would someone bring it to me? Do you want to be well or do you want to lay on your back? Uh, and even if I got the check, it wouldn't do me. If somebody's in my way, I'll just take unemployment another another couple months. I'm not going to go to work. I'm just going to lay here. I'm not going to be a productive member of society. I'm just going to lay here and let the government take care of me. 
I didn't say anything. (laughs) Don't you want to get well? Don't you want to live? Don't you want to be a part of the solution? Don't you want to be a testimony of the power of God? Don't you want to get well? But, but I can't. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't ever walked before. I haven't walked in 38 years. I haven't, I haven't, I can't get up. I, I haven't moved in 38 years. Reminds me of what, of what Augustine said. He was famous for this statement. He said, he said, Lord, command what you will. Tell me to do whatever. But Lord, give what you command. I can't. I can't. But I'll give it my best shot. I'll at least try to move my leg. But you're going to have to help me take the first step. I can't. But you can't command what you will. But give what you command, Lord. So you don't have to stay on your back. Just begin to take a step. He might be, what is he calling you to do? He might say, I can't. I can't preach the gospel. Take the first step. He'll put his word in your mouth. I can't be a giver. I, I can't be a giver. I don't have any money. Take the first step and God will put a coin in the fish's mouth. He'll provide for you. Do you want to be healed? You know, there is another part of this story that's just, really, it's quite amazing to me. It said that, um, you know, we mentioned before, it was by the Sheep Gate. This was a special, a special pool of water. Yeah, this was, this was sanctified, set apart. This is miracle water. This is a place of miracles taking place. You can't separate the miracle power of Jesus. Listen to me. You can't separate the miracle power of Jesus from his precious blood. You can't. These animals had one reason to be alive. To spill their blood. To give us a picture, an image of the blood of Jesus. That's why they lived. That's what this pool was about. That's all it was about. Washing temple sheep so they could shed their blood. It's the place of healing. The place of the shedding of the blood of Jesus is the place of healing and wholeness for your spirit, your soul, and your body. Will you be made whole? Step into the waters. Step into the waters of the Holy Spirit. Let His Word fill your hearts. Let His blood wash over you. And let the waters of renewal make you alive once again. So, this, this week, as we get ready to take communion this morning, I think of a couple things that, that stand out in this, in this miracle. You know, he's, he's, it was, it was, he told him, he told this guy, he says, get up, pick up your pallet, and go home. Walk. Live. Live. 
there is, there's power in every word of God. There's healing power in every word of God. There's creative power in every word spoken by God. He speaks and our bodies are quickened. He speaks and dead bodies come alive. He speaks and he speaks and things live. He speaks and there's lights. He speaks and there's activity. There's energy. There's motion. Roll away the stone. Pick up your pallet. Stretch out your hands. Do something that you couldn't do before. Begin to act like you believe the word of God. Get out of your circumstances. Get out of your house. Get out of your death drone. Wake up and live to the power of God. Let God begin something special and new in you. Gather again in the house of God. Come and worship in His presence. Come and get into Bethesda's pool and allow Him to, to drench you once, once again. So, you know, one of the things this guy said... He said, I have no man. He does now. The man showed up. The last Adam. The Lamb of God. The Savior of the world. The Son of God. He showed up. And He's the one that that comes to us in our misery. He comes to you in your deformity. Maybe you're in alcoholism for the last 38 years. Maybe you've been in substance abuse for the last 38 years. Maybe you have a hereditary problem and you've been sick for the last 38 years. Maybe you think you could never live a normal life. You've been emotionally crippled by the tragedies that have happened in your life the last 38 years. Today, you have a man. His name is Jesus. And he wants to bring you into the waters of healing. Take a step of faith. What have you got to lose? Take a step of faith. Step out. Step out. This morning, we're going to release our faith together as we take communion. This is just as if Jesus was saying, pick up your pallet and walk. Or this is just like saying, I'm going to step into the waters there's something stirring today. There's something stirring today. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step out of uh, my natural limitations. And I'm going to step into the supernatural power of God. This is where the natural world collides with the supernatural world. This is where lives are made whole. This is where your life is changed. Visit our website at www.victorychurchnola.com for service times and more information.